Unscripted, unshackled, uncouth. What you're about to hear is for more mature audiences only. It's Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Oh, hi. Hey. Number two. Oh, Holly, <laughs> I just realized for the first time you have on our old logo. Yeah, it's because I stood up. Well, I mean, okay, listen. It might be the old logo, but it's still our names. No, it's what, true. I don't have ownership of my own damn name. <laughs> Girl, well, according to some actually, media companies. Actually, that that's debatable. <laughs> like, do we own our names? Do we actually? Because somebody could make a schmickmal and schmally if we wanted to, I guess. Exactly. But listen, it's me. I got my name on a shirt, and it's the one from the live show with all the quotes on the back of it. Yeah, so uh, if you are a new Charlotte fam... Um, I say go back and listen to the last episode we did because we kind of catch you up to speed on some things that have happened, how Holly and I got here to Charlotte in the first place and all that yeah. stuff. So it's just a quick, so here's the thing to be compl- 100%. When we do our radio show, it's our job to catch you up with who we are, what we're doing as, on our show. Because you only got a couple of seconds when you're listening in the morning on your commute in Charlotte or wherever you're listening from. But on the podcast, it's we don't we throw out all the radio rules of, all right, Holly, I have to say your name every time I talk to you, or we've got to always say like Holly right. has an eight year old daughter or my husband my Abe. Da- Although I do try to do that so that I, it's just kind of habit that I keep you in the loop and same with you i guess right but yeah but it's just we sort of throw out all the radio rules so it's easier just to start from start from scratch exactly so you kind of know what's going on i would Uh, say that episode from may 2nd is starting from scratch yeah it is that's like the 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 charlotte era of miguel and holly look at that you know how like taylor swift has a different era or drake or whoever yes ariana grande this is our era the charlotte era era okay i'm um, here for it all right so let's get to business on why maybe we have some new charlotte fan members on the podcast for the very first time and welcome by the way here we are so we do blown off uh if you only listen to the podcast blown off is when you don't get a call back after the first or second date we call them to find out why you didn't get a call back well on today's show it was a little nuts. And we don't ever play audio from the show. Like, the podcast is normally completely separate from what we do on air. But yeah. it was so nuts this morning that I was like, I don't want to take chances saying the dirty words, even on Instagram, because the Miguel and Holly Instagram is still fucking down. By the way, we cuss. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Shit. Surprise! <laughs> no, but yeah. Like the Miguel and Holly Instagram has been down because it's something Miguel posted that was just supposed to be a PSA, but like you, whatever. It doesn't matter. We didn't want to shut down a Hits 96.1 Instagram because then right. like the entire company of iHeart would be like, mm, like, why are we hire y'all? Like, what the, what in the, get the fuck out of here is going on over here? So this is, we decided to play the uncensored version of this blown off on the podcast. All right. So Holly set it up. So this is. Right, you're not before. playing the whole thing. Right? No, no, you're no. This the, is yeah. just when he tells us like why he didn't call her back. But yeah. g- get us up to this moment. So, um, they had met out on like a mutual friend's boat on like Norman, and they spent the day together. They went home together that night, and then decided to meet back up with the friend group for brunch the next day. Mm-hmm. So he was like, "I'm not drinking." I just want to go to brunch. 
she was like, tie on a bag and let's do this. <laughs> and so she got real drunk at the brunch. And I guess she's <laughs> she's got this handy dandy tattoo that she references probably as like um what is it called when you go to a like a party trick you know oh a like party a trick. trick yeah yeah um so she references that she's got well he sets it up i think <laughs> he does <laughs> uh by the way i'm looking for a friend who has a boat on lake norman by the way um, You're in the business of if you want a boat friend. Girl, some of the people, the new people that I kind of hung out with last week, last Saturday in Charlotte, uh, they invited me to dinner. And then they're like, well, if you want to come, uh, we're going on a friend's boat on Sunday at Lake Norman. And I was like, oh, my God. But I had to do a charity event. And so I couldn't go. But whosoever house that they got, like, it looked rich. I was like, <laughs> you always look at people's <laughs> money. Would you stop and just enjoy the damn people? No, I do. But rich people got boats and I yeah, want to be true. on a boat. Yeah, I know. All I right. Know. Uh, so here is the uh, uncensored audio from this blown off. No. Well, OK, so she got she you nailed it. Yeah, she got drunk on mimosas and then asked our waiter if he wanted to. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on the air. Um, if 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 he wanted to see her pussy lips, no! she what? said that for real. Like, ah! so what? I'm mortified. Ah! The the, the, ma- the waiter g- like gave her a look like because uh, he doesn't know what to do, and like so the friends we were with were just laughing, and then she pulls down her bottom lip, and inside of her lip, she's got a tattoo that says pussy. Ah! Okay, right. Let me like, just stop you it right lost there. Your mind? Like, why did you lose your fucking mind so much? I don't like, know. I was trying to freak out, and then I'm like, oh shit! Look how bad he's freaking out. I can't freak out that bad because we both can't be screaming. <laughs> I don't know why. Like that just completely and utterly just floored me. Like that was just if she would have had like I don't know punk rock or uh, you know uh, I love Obama. I don't know. It, I was just. <laughs> That was what? the la- that was the last thing I expected him to say. So listen yeah. as it co- so you thought that was bad. Wait till old Carla jumps in and then she just just goes the fuck in. Yeah. I'm deceased. Wait. You yeah, that's real. Uh, okay. Hi, so jump in. Carla! Okay, Evan, we have Carla. Oh, no, yep. That did. No, Why do you have that tattooed on your bottom lip, Carla? Okay, Okay. guys, hello. It's Carla. Evan, ooh, I mean, you totally misunderstood it. That was the best joke ever. I mean, why do you think I got that tattoo? It's not funny to me. I think it's gross and weird, and it just makes people uncomfortable. Well, I didn't see you complaining about my pussy lift that weekend. Oh, my God. Stop saying it. Leave me alone. Take a hint. What, you don't like pussy lip? Pussy lip, pussy lip? Oh, my. Okay, we gotta, now, y'all, Miguel's imaginary pearls are clutched. I am. I got to go home. Yeah, I need an I... adult. So, that. Uh-uh. I, 
Like, it was too much. Like, it was. And then when she just kept saying it. She you kept could, going. You could hear the smile in her voice as she just kept saying it over and over and over well, again. Obviously, she thinks it's hilarious because she got a tattoo. There. Ow, by the way. Oh, my god! I can't even imagine, like. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Holly. I was just going to say, I can't imagine how much it would hurt to get a tattoo there, let alone one that's basically just for jokes. Uh, I just, that just floored me. Like, I, I can't. And then just to walk around and be like, well, okay, so here's the thing. Have that. That is completely fine. Get it, girl. But, like, it takes a certain amount of humor for someone to have to like joke with you about that sort of thing. Like that's yeah. not something you can just pull out on the first day and be like, ah, hey, you want to go out again? But I guess it's a real fast way to get to know who the person is. I mean, I mean, if that's the damn like, truth, but that's the thing. Like if she's with the person, a guy that's not going to <laughs> appreciate that, he better to find appreciate out real quick. her. What Holly? <laughs> <laughs> Meow lips. Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, there you go. So that Welcome. was that. Uh, I can only just imagine if you are a new Charlotte Miguel and Holly fan member. I know. Now Platypus Posse for listening to the podcast. You're like, what universe did I just hop into? Like, it's a lot. I mean, it is a lot. We are a mess sometimes. I'll be yes. honest. No. Like absolutely. when this all happened, I was like, oh my God, we haven't even been here this long <laughs> <laughs> or that long. Been here that long so yeah I, but it's so it's funny the Tampa people are like well par for core girl this is what we yeah, do yeah i know Welcome i to just it. i felt bad because sometimes like you all like will call us up during the show after that like but this is the thing i love so much uh i love so far about charlotte because the calls that come in from um like the new charlotte fam mm-hmm. they span the gamut i mean like You've got like the sweetest little southern ladies that call with their children talking about, you know, just life. Mm-hmm. And then you've got like dude, the craziest ass like incest stories in oh secrets. <laughs> and so I'm like, I get it. OK, like it's not there. there's a whole span of people here. We are bringing in a whole new crop of people in Charlotte. And I love it. I'm yeah, here I'm, for it. I am, too. Um, all right, so so this is the podcast, though. We talked oh, about... Oh, yeah, welcome to it. We don't always play the stuff from the show. In no, fact, never. No. So that was a rarity. Yeah, that was a first. We just... I couldn't do that on Instagram, not with us being kicked off for the Miguel and Holly one. Um, so, Holly, how are you doing? Because we spent the last podcast sort of just catching everyone up on where we are in life and answering mm-hmm. all the questions that we had sort of left unanswered for the past few months. And so now that we're caught up, where yeah. are you with life? Oh, man, it's been a t- <laughs> it's been a Ooh. time. Um I'm just like my so I come to work in the morning, obviously, and I do this amazing job that I am very lucky and privileged to be able to do. And then when I leave, <clears throat> and even even here, it's in the back of my mind and on the on the the phone and everything else. My second job right now is being a caretaker to my mother. Mm. And let me explain to you. It has been traumatic for me. Right. And maybe that sounds and like a lot of I have such 
conflicting feelings about this because I realize how it might sound to some people that I'm ungrateful, that I'm uh, whiny, that I'm whatever, that you people might think a lot of different things, but I'm just here to tell you my truth and you can do with it what you want. You can think about me what you want, but the truth of the matter is it's traumatizing and it's so incredibly hard and I don't really know how I'm doing it right now. So let's catch everyone up with what's going on. So last we left off on the podcast, your mom was in need of brain surgery because mm. they had found uh, a cyst, right, on her? No, it's a tumor. A tumor. It's a, a tumor. Regular old tumor. Now, it's not cancer. Right. Um, there's a certain tumor, a benign type of tumor called a meningioma. And um, she had had one in 2017. We discovered that one totally suddenly, and she had to have almost like emergency surgery to take it out. And she has just never been the same since, cognitively. Now, in when we had that taken out at the end of 2017, it took her about six months because she was in, like, in and out of the hospital. She, like, it, it just struggled a lot, like pneumonia and then blood clots in her lungs. And she was, it was like a, a whole thing. And then she had to go to like a respite care situation because she just wasn't right. And I'm like, I can't take care. She might burn the house down if I'm not home. I don't know. And then she kind of got right. Like she she kind of like balanced out a little bit mm -hmm. between, I would say, mid-2018 through about early 2021. Even at the towards the end of 2020, things were starting to get a little weird, but like we were managing and she was okay. And I trusted her and her cognitive skills enough to be at home with my eight-year-old daughter um, in the mornings when I would go to work until she would get picked up for school. Mm -hmm. Now, I didn't trust her enough to drive. I mean, right. once that surgery happened in 2017, that was it. She never drove again. Yeah. Um, so what happened is towards at the at the end of the last podcast and... We kind of went in and out of my stories with her over, especially over the last, like, 2020, 2021, I think, right? Well, I mean, yeah, like, you, you've you given a complete picture just about on the podcast throughout um, the past year. Yeah, you know? I have. Mm -hmm. um, not just the actual, you know, physical ailments, but, like, the, the mental and emotional stuff right. that I've been going through in therapy, figuring out, like, where emotional damage was done upon my upbringing even though she may not have meant it but it still happened like stuff like that so it's been a journey i've been in therapy for three years now not just because of that because of something else too um but i recommend therapy to everybody anyway um so i've been dealing with that and it's that's hard when you're digging out of childhood trauma for whatever reason and she was living with me and all this that's kind of where we were last time oh and she had been diagnosed with a new brain tumor and i was like well what the fuck like, now we got to do this. Mm. And I don't remember, like, this is weird. I don't remember because we were also being, like, leading up the last couple of months that we were doing podcasts, we were also dealing with the work stuff of changing, you know, potentially changing jobs. Right. So I don't remember where exactly I, I left off with, but, like, she had developed a new brain tumor, new a new meningioma that was faster growing than the old one was, and it gotten pretty big. But she also was just, there were some wrong things. Like, she wasn't right. And I don't remember how much I filled you in on that. Do you know, Miguel? Um, I don't remember, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't either. No, it's fine. I mean, she just was not doing well and not emotionally 
right. in a good place. I mean, because there were some times like when you left for a weekend and I checked in on her and there was like one time that she was like super upset over possible travel and like what that would mean for her as a person who understands that she has these moments of confusion and almost childlike behavior where it's like she comes in and out of it. And yes. I, I we, we did talk about that. Okay. All right. Good. So I'm going to springboard off of that by saying when you saw her, there were the moments of confusion, but mostly it was like she's pretty cognizant, but knows that she has these moments of confusion. Right. Now we've sort of flipped. She lives in confusion and there are very few, and I'm not even sure if any moments of absolute clarity, like Mm. she's just gone downhill. Right. So, um, like four days before we were supposed to start our new job here on hits 96.1. I had had it. My boyfriend lives with us now. Obviously my daughter lives with us and my mom is like, I would say probably especially since December had just been not good. Mm. Like it's crazy making, like it makes you feel crazy. She's just not Right. There's something wrong. She gets obsessed about like little things. All right, hang on. You know what? I gotta I gotta give it due justice because I write down this stuff to talk to your neurologist about because I'm like, help me, somebody help me. Mm. So um in De- this is in December. I went to the doctor and I said, please, she has to have dementia. There's something going on. No one will tell me that it's dementia. They're just like, Oh, it's probably the brain tumor. In December, we were dealing with memory loss. Like, she forgot how to work the thermostat. She was washing her sheets, like, every other day, thinking she hadn't done it in weeks. She didn't know what day it was. She wasn't eating anything. Like, and then I would try, I tried all these different food services. Finally, we started taking over uh, grocery shopping for her, which first she wanted, then she didn't want it. And then she told us what to get, and then we didn't get the right shit. And then she would yell at us because we didn't get the right thing. And then we would make dinner for her, and then it would be too salty. Like, all this, it was... So much. Um, so a couple days before we were supposed to start this job, she came downstairs. Thankfully, Maya had already gone to school and she was like bumping into the walls and just like not just sobbing hysterical about like, I don't even know what it was that day. But mm. we obviously that was the craziest that we'd seen so far. And I'm like, I, I we got to take you to the hospital right. because I don't know what to do with you right now. And then she was like, take this brain tumor out. It's That's what's causing all of this. And I'm like, all right, maybe it is. Let's fucking go to the hospital. Right. So we went to the hospital and they admitted her for like altered mental status because they couldn't figure out what else was wrong other than the fact she had a brain tumor. They decided to do the, the surgery, the re- tumor resection to remove the tumor, like the Thursday before the Monday we were supposed to start this job. So I'm like, let's just fucking do it. Why not do everything all at once? That's fine. By the way, like behind the scenes... Everyone here was like, is Holly okay? Like, should we should we delay the show? And I'm like, if we delay the show, and tell me where I'm wrong, Holly. I'm like, knowing you, we're the same. Holly would feel like such a burden. She would feel so bad if we pushed everything back. Because then at that point, she's just sitting around, you know, seeing after her mom, feeling bad, feeling like, you know. So I'm like, we will manage it. We will make it happen. It's fine. And we did. And we did. Right. Because there's not there's not a lot that I can do physically. Like, emotionally, this was a pretty major thing to, to shoulder. But I was like, 
this is life. Like how 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 long are we going to push it back for? Right. And 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 the great thing too about when you start a new radio show in a city that people don't know you, like they don't have the expectations of all the extra stuff that we did when we were in Tampa. So right. we can pretty much for the first few months of the show do the show and then be done pretty early and then right. leave unlike before and what what we're getting to now like we're doing a podcast and then I got edited and then we got to put stuff online so right. you know each week brings on new things that we layer on then when we get a producer there'll be even more stuff you know so I was like if there is a time for this to happen in a new city unfortunately for Holly to go through this this would be an optimal time right so she did had the brain surgery and then um like after the brain surgery she was great Physically, but still having the same cognitive and mental issues. And so they were like speeding her right out of the hospital. And I'm like, well, she's not coming home because I can't do I can't. I was at the end of my rope. So was my boyfriend. I got to look out for our I mentioned before in the podcast. He himself has bipolar disorder, but he manages. And I'm like, we can't do this. I'm like, we cannot manage this woman. Not to mention like her upstairs is like 18 stairs up. Not staircases but like stairs steps i'm like i can't have her going up and down she just had brain surgery again so i'm like and meanwhile since i've known that she has not been doing well i'm like we want to move her to assisted living so we're not gonna be able to do that without medicaid help because i can't pay she can't pay and i can't pay for the rest of her life she's only 74 we can't pay for the rest of her life to be in um assisted living we're gonna need medicaid help so, but there's some stuff that you have to shuffle around. Like if she has any money in her name at all, there's a couple of things you have to do to qualify for Medicaid. You can't have more than like a thousand dollars to your name, period. And mm. that's what it's for. Right. She had more than that. So I hired a lawyer and one of the legal things, I mean, there's a couple legal things you can do, like spend down, which is just you blow through all that person's money to buy things for them or for whatever. And then you you can qualify uh, or there's other things. One of the things is I'm now my mother's personal care. Like I have a personal care contract with her. So any extra money that she had on top of a thousand dollars goes into an account for me because she's basically paying me a one-time lump sum to take care of her for the rest of her life. Right. As an employee, basically. Right. Okay. That is difficult to do. <laughs> It's so difficult because there's so many different people that you have to reach out to. Like she had some life insurance in her name. And then like those women were horrific bitches to me because Mm. first I thought I just had to get the documents and they're like, well, why do you need them? I'm like, I'm the POA, which is the power of attorney, meaning I can make all the executive financial and healthcare decisions for her. Mm-hmm. They didn't believe. And then, and then I found out not only do I need the documents, I have to put them into my name mm. because she can't have them in her name. And then I got to go back to these horrific bitch ladies that work at this fucking Czech Catholic union in Cleveland. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to name them out. And they, I told them, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, well, I need them in my name. And they're like, I don't believe you. I like they thought I wanted to get the insurance money to like what kill my mother and take the money. Oh, I was like, Jesus. I'm the POA. I have an attorney. This is legal. They're like, no, I've never heard of this. I'm like, it's called asset protection. They're like, never heard of it. 
So I had to call my lawyer and be like, they won't, they won't do it. And then he had to call them. Meanwhile, by the way, this is needing to happen as fast as humanly possible. So she gets out of the hospital from brain surgery on March 11th and goes to this rehab, like a skilled nursing center, a skilled nursing facility, a rehab center to help, you know, rehab her after brain surgery. Mm. Y'all, the place that she is in it is not good. I, mm. I figured they're all kind of the same. Let's get a place close to the house so that we can visit often. Right. It's just not the greatest place. Yeah, that's one of the things that my mom and I learned with my grandmother when she was in assisted living for a little bit is some of the places they don't pay the workers well. No, nope, so they don't. With any place that doesn't take care of their employees, they don't give a fuck about what nope. they're doing. And so unfortunately, they just don't pay attention and they don't take full care of the people. So you have to be a hawk. Like my mom, the place where my grandmother was, I mean, she was up there every day just making sure that my grandmother had her food or someone was combing her. I mean, just every little thing you could think of that uh, older person needs a care person for. My mom Mm -hmm. had to be like a hawk on that. Right. It's like, why am I even bothering with this? Because like, thankfully there are some nurse, there's some people there that do care, but there's a lot that don't. Right. And so that's not all places, by the way. No, it's not. If you work in a place like that. Right. And that's why I'm trying to get her to a better place. Uh, with memory care, I'll get to that. I mean, there's just so much concurrently happening. I'm sorry. So um, she's in a place that I don't like. She doesn't like. We've realized immediately. We're like, oh, fuck, we made a mistake. But mm. she's got to stay there because the way that Medicaid works, like if you're not in a place like that, you just get on a waiting list to apply to Medicaid. And you could be on that waiting list for three years. That's oh. how it works in Florida Jeez. where she's at. Right. Mm-hmm. So. But if you're in a skilled nursing facility, it means that you're needing urgent Medicaid and you don't have to put, be put on the waiting list. You just can apply. And that can take, because I guess they're having a lot of applications right now, it can take 30 to 60 days to get the application processed. Mm. But we couldn't even apply because I had to get all the fucking money out of my mother's name. Right. So we're over here. These fucking bitches with the insurance are like thinking I'm trying to scam my mom. I'm dealing with that. I'm dealing with getting all of her bank account information, all of her like um, all these different printouts and documents and health insurance. And where does she get her pension from? Where does Social Security come from? How much is it? All the like she did. She didn't have logins for anything. So I'm doing all of this in frantically because I'm trying to get it done as fast as I can so that we can apply for Medicaid as fast as we can so we can get her out of that hellhole as fast as we can. Mm. So it's like I am in a pressure cooker and I'm the only one that can do all of this. I'm that's it. It's just me. So then we come to Wells fucking Fargo. Oh, Oh, shit. Sorry. Should I not say that? Should you bleep it out in case they become a sponsor one day? I'm just saying that the man that I had to deal with at Wells Fargo was an absolute asshole. Well, I mean, I guess we can say it's a big company. So it is. it's not the organization. It is that person. It's that person that maybe not even that branch, but just that one person. Keith William Humes oh, sh- at the Panama City <laughs> branch of Wells Fargo. He can go fuck himself. Oh, wow. Because he was the least helpful person I've ever encountered in my life. I was frantic. Now, I understand an emergency on my part does not equal urgency on someone else's part. 
But we're talking about basic customer service. Well, and it's not like you overdrew your account on purpose and you're trying to get them to knock out the overdraft fees. I mean, this is you trying to get your mom's financial Money. orders yes or your her financial house in order so she can be in a safe space to live correct and i explained this now when i first started this whole process it was like back in mid march early march in the teens march 13 14th whatever and i had emailed him frantically and he was on vacation till the 22nd so then i start calling up the branch line and they're like they were trying to be helpful but they're like well the only person they can help you as your financial advisor, and that's him. Mm. And I'm like, I need this like to start like right now. Right. What do I do? He's not going to be in, in office for like the next six days. And they're like, well, Ugh. nothing. Meanwhile, oh, also at the same time, my brother was getting married that weekend. <laughs> so oh, I had to fly that's to Ohio. Right. So I'm like flying to Ohio. I was worried they were going to kick my mom out of this other rehab facility. And I'm like, it was, I have never been so stressed out in my life for like a long-term set of stressingness. So I'm like frantically trying to get a hold of him. Finally, I get a hold of a lady who's like, he's coming back from vacation, uh, such and such day. So he will call. And the lady was super helpful to me. Um, she's She was caring and was like, I'm trying to get this done as fast as we can for you, but it's got to be him. So then I see that she has like passed on everything like that I'm requesting to him and she's like, he'll call you the day that he gets back. She's like, I'm calling him now. He's going to call you right after he gets off the phone with me. He didn't. Then mm. I'm like, okay, well, he's back from vacation. Maybe he's putting stuff in order. He's going to call me the next day. He right. didn't. Then the final day, the next day after that, I'm like, okay, let me call him. And he's like, oh, yeah, so what did you need? I'm like, oh, and he's like God. super friendly on the phone. But I'm like, I'm in panic. I am panicked. This is hell for me. Please help. And he's like, well, this is probably going to take some time. We don't have any POA documents. I'm like, I'm, I emailed them to you. He's like, oh, no, we need them in the mail. Oh. Also, we need them to be. No also, can you notarize some stuff? I didn't even want to get into all of it. But that all happened about the week of the 20th in March. And it was just not last week, but the end of the week before that we finally got everything we needed from them. The end of April? Yes. I had been trying to work with them oh just to close her accounts for almost two full months it took because he did not give a fuck. I would email him and he would not reply. I would call him and he wouldn't call me back. Then he'd call me back at the end of the day and like uh, uh, of any given day and I'd be like scrambled to get the phone and then he'd be like all nonchalant and super pleasant and everything and I'd be like please 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 help me get this document and it was a lot of documents but I'm like I just need this and I've made a very bulleted list about what I'm looking for and he'd be like oh yeah and then not fucking do it mm. it's over the Wells Fargo part is over and I'm just I've, I've never been so incredulous that someone could just not give any fucks about another human being in crisis. Mm. Like, I don't have a job where people come to me in crisis. Right. But if I did, I'd like to hope that I would help them to the best of my ability. Right. And I know for a fact that he did not help me to the best of his ability because returning an email is a, is something you, one could do for the best of your ability. Just at least acknowledging that I sent an email. I still have three unanswered emails. I'm still waiting on one document. And he's never returned my emails. It's been two weeks. I'm like, I may just probably get this in the mail at some point. But good to know that he still doesn't give a fuck.
That is just, you know, I think about this sometimes, especially when Abe's gone and I'm having some wine and I'm just sitting and just thinking about society and especially with all the stuff that's happened this week when it comes to the Supreme Court, and we're not going to get into that. But I think about how we as humans put so much unnecessary pressure on ourselves. Like, if when you as a listener... And correct me if I'm wrong, but usually 99% of the time, if you come to us and you're like, hey, I won tickets from you guys and I haven't heard from you all. Or, hey, my mom is sick and I want to give her or my child, I want to give them tickets to something. We What we do is not important on the grand scheme of life of getting those financial documents or being a doctor. What we provide fun and we take that very seriously, which we didn't have to. Because it's fun. If yeah. what we give you is free, but when I get a DM that says, "Hey, I haven't heard from your promotions department," I'm like moving. Like they just said, I need a heart transplant. Can you go get the heart from the hospital? And right. I move my fat ass quickly to make it happen. So to yeah. me, that for someone to work in an industry where you need to get important life saving documents, that is just blows my mind. Yeah. Blows my freaking mind. Me too. The financial industry, and like this is obviously not a broad sweeping statement. I know there are so many hardworking men and women that would bust their ass to try to help somebody. Right. But for some reason, I keep running into people that just don't. Right. And it happened in the medical field too because I'm feeling like doctors aren't hearing me. So moving on from the financial aspect, I'm still working out. We did finally apply for Medicaid last week. So Mm. I, like Miguel can attest, when I got the email from my attorney that he had everything he needed for me and my job was done and he was going to apply for Medicaid. I cried because it was such a relief that I had gotten everything done and now we're just waiting on the Medicaid to go through. Mm. So I'm like, I'm one step closer to getting my mom out of this shitty place as she's losing her mind. So that's the emotional end of it. Like she just, it, I've been trying to figure out what the fuck is wrong with this woman. And I think it's dementia. Dementia is a very broad umbrella term for cognitive you know, deficiencies. Um, Alzheimer's is probably the most well-known form of dementia. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact she does not have Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. We're gonna. I'm ruling that out. I've done all the research. That's not it. But what is it? So her neurologist, who also, like, he's not my favorite because when I I went to them in December with all of these symptoms, begging him, I stepped out into the hallway with the nurse. I'm like, please help. Like she lives in my house and it's not safe for my daughter. She's like acting out and it's sometimes it's aggressive. Sometimes it's angry. Sometimes it's weepy and running into like, what is this? And they're like, okay. And then they made me sit there for like five hours. And then when the doctor finally came in, he never looked us in the eye, not once. Mm. And I kept asking, is this dementia? And he kept being like, well, we have a brain tumor. And I understand as a neurologist, you don't really care about the mental aspect. You want to care about like the physical. Is there something wrong with the brain? But I felt so unheard and unseen. So then finally she has this second brain surgery. Tumor's out, right? Mm -hmm. Now I'm like, okay, this clearly didn't help anything. Like she's, if anything, she's even worse now Mm. than she was prior to because she's always a little like not right and I I hesitate I don't want to be like she cuckoo because that's like dismissive of people with this debilitating disease but like it's just mind-blowing this is not my mother Mm. and she hasn't been for a very long time but now we're like I'm just like what do what do I do I'm the only fucking person down here like 
it's so hard because I don't know. And I'm just trying to do the research. I found out a new word yet like yesterday because I'm still searching. And meanwhile, her neurologist, she had an EEG yesterday because they want to check for seizures. And I'm like, she's not fucking having any seizures. They've done like so many EEGs. There's no seizures. They're even they even put her on more anti-seizure medication. I'm like, she, now she over-medicated. Right. But like, it's just not. It's like just I wish someone could tell me what the fuck it is. So now they can't blame it on a brain tumor. And now like, what is it? So what is it? You tell me. I read a new um um word yesterday, mm. and I'm like, that's applicable. It's called perseveration. Oh. Perseveration is when you get stuck in a loop. A lot of times it's it can be used in the autistic community, but also in like the dementia or like whatever that is community. Perseveration meaning you get stuck in a loop of behaviors or uh, speech or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, she does this. Like she gets it in her head. And no matter how many times we have a logical conversation about it, she doesn't hear it or mm. doesn't see it. Like, one Doesn't of the things sense. is when she's going to get out of this current nursing home. Right. And I've told her, like, almost every time that I see her, this is a short-term place. I'm And I try to keep it simple. I'm working on Medicaid. We'll move you out as soon as we can. Well, then she goes, well, how long is it? It's going to be a year. And I'm like, it is two to three months probably. Mm. And then every time I see her, she's like, I can't believe you're making me stay here forever. And I'm like, mm. I'm not. And like, it's just that thing. It's in a loop in her head and a loop in a loop. Or the other day, or uh, she had the fucking place that she's at lost her hearing aids when they had to take her to the hospital. And then she had to go back to the hospital, by the way, a few weeks ago. Went just absolutely batshit crazy in there. Mm. They had to restrain her because she's like, it was a mess. Mm. And um, and so I'm working on them with to get there. Very thankfully, replacing the hearing aids that that. They don't know what happened to them. Mm. So they are replacing them at least. But in that time, the hearing aids, the hearing aids, the hearing aids, my, she acted like, and this is not her again. This is whatever disorder or disease she's got. But like every time she would call me in the middle of the night and she'd be screaming and hysterical about the hearing aids. And I'm like, there's nothing I can do right now. You've got to stop calling me at night. Then right. it was waking Maya up. And I'm like, fuck. Like, I just feel like so trapped. And I was so low. A couple weeks ago, I was like, death would be better than this. Mm. Because this is unbearable. Right. It's too much. And there's nobody, like, nobody can help. Like, it's just me and my family up in Ohio is like, oh, we're so, we're so sorry. And I'm like, Thanks. But that's but like, not helping. I just, it felt so trapped. And I'm like, listen, I'm not going to commit suicide. But it just felt like between the Medicaid shit and the money and like her physical ailments and her insanity, I'm just like, Please just let me just like, like if I like death would be calm. Mm. That's what it felt like. Right. Luckily, I have to say, I think 
that the news that <sighs> I think that the news that they applied for Medicaid was a boost. It felt like a win. Because then I was like, well, at least some of my part is done. Now I'm just dealing with her. And some days it's okay. And some days it's just not. Like, I get so stressed out every time I have to go there. Well, it's a lot because it's like you're having to put on that brave face. And that's the the just really crappy part of this time of life that you're in. And this is why I keep using that language is that this is just a moment in time it that is. you will get through that. It won't be like this this time next year. This is just a moment. But yeah. that's what sucks is because you're doing the show. You're being a mom. You're doing this. You're running here. And then when you go there, you're just like in it. And you're like you want, you're a solutions person. And so when you have someone like your mom who's stuck in this loop Who's like, well, what, 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 what? And you're like, right. I'm working as fast as I can, but she yeah. can't comprehend she can't. what that means. And so there's just this frustration because if it were a person who, you know, was in their right mind, they'd be like, oh, OK, so we're waiting on this lever to pull and that lever right. to pull. But she just can't. She's just like, I just don't understand, which is also makes sense because she's not in her right mind and she's just in that environment. And so it's just a really shitty set of circumstances that it just sucks so much it just does. that you're stuck in it but it's not forever and there's obviously there's no words there's nothing anyone can say uh or do to make it better but this isn't forever i know and that's you're right. the good thing you're so right i just also want to point out that in addition to this my boyfriend is dealing with some things mm-hmm. that I can't really talk about them because <laughs> I haven't really been able to talk about them for a long time. But, like, I can't really talk about it. But that's been very stressful because some things are coming to an end that need to. Mm-hmm. We did get some really good news about his stuff. So that has helped. Um, But that's been, like, you know, while – and he's been – so great at helping me with my mom and like picking up pieces and like being where I can't in moments or like being there for Maya when I'm like melting down because of my mom or whatever. But in the, in the same like space, he's been dealing with his own stuff, not only with the one main thing he's dealing with, but like some other stuff um, with his insurance and his um, like, he's trying to go back to school, like all these other things that's been like stirred up and crazy and on top of everything, the fucking dog started peeing all over the house at night. <laughs> like, <laughs> this sounds silly because it is, but like it ruined some of the wood floor in my house. I had to like pull up some of the flooring and then we found out that bad bitch got diabetes. <laughs> so now on top of all this, we got to give that bitch two shots a fucking day. <laughs> I'm like, no, how fucking dare you right now? You're like, I you cannot. couldn't wait six months to have the diabetes? Right. She got the diabetes. So I just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm in a season right now Mm. that is, 
I feel it, it's like one of those like inspirational memes where it's like when you're in the dark, remember that you're not in the dark. You've been planted or whatever. Like <laughs> this I'm tree fucking, will grow. You right. are an oak, and you will yeah. be long and mighty. Wide. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in it. But I guess it's been like this has sort of been brewing for at least the past three years. All of this stuff, right. all of it, everything that's happening right now, because apparently, like the past three years between my. Uh, boyfriend, my mom, the dog, all this stuff. It's been like a very slow build. And I, you know, would make intentions to the universe. I'd be like, you know, what? I'm I'm ready to move to the next step. I, I'm ready, especially for this. And I need to get my mom out of my house because it's like driving me insane. And we need to finish with my boyfriend's like stuff that he's dealing with. And I've been like calling to the universe for to making intentions that like, Bring us to the next step. And I guess, I guess the universe was like, not yet, not yet, <laughs> nah. Like, well, well. Okay, now, bitch, and all of it. Boom, go, go, boom, go, go. Boom. And it's like I am being fucking pulled through this wormhole because the universe is like, well, you said you wanted it. I'm just going to do all of it at once, including the new job and everything. Just here's all of it. And a diabetes. Not diabetes. So um, I, I get through that. I take one step at a time remembering and and reminding myself that I did ask for all of this. I don't know that I necessarily realized it would all happen at once, mm. but it wouldn't be happening if I wasn't meant to handle it. So it just really sucks and it's so hard, but it must be for a reason because everything I've asked for and wanted and manifested is just on the other side. That's what I come back to. And as the you know, silent watcher, you know, in your life, because, you know, as, you know, we get older and life happens and, you know, we can't sit on the big red couches and watch TV shows like we used to I back in the those. day. I know I oftentimes during this time of my life, I often long for days of less responsibility. Yes. Often. Yes. But here's the thing that I can say about, you know, your life and watching from, you know, the, the backslash front seat is I think the reason all this happened at this time is sort of what I said earlier, that we are in a new job where, you know, we don't have club nights every Friday or Saturday night. We don't have broadcasts that we have to go to every weekend. We're not having this artist meet and greet throughout the week or concerts every Thursday or Wednesday, you know, in the summertime like we would in Tampa. Right now... Our job is to just get this show off of its legs. And mm. so I f- if we're to hearken back to seven years ago when you were going through your divorce, mm-hmm. when the divorce happened at that moment when we started our show in Tampa, because it was sort of we were in the same realm. We're like we didn't have to we didn't have all the responsibilities that we had at like the end of those seven years. And so yeah. you were able to emotionally do the show for four hours, jet out and then deal with your crazy fucking life the end of your marriage you know and go through all of those things and take care of your baby and your mom and all that stuff so i feel like life is sort of saying all right well we let you get through that and then you had some years (laughs) of like fun and be crazy and then life got a little crazy but we had to build up and so now we're gonna get you a new job so you just go in do your shit for four hours five hours six hours and then you leave and then you get to like deal with this so then after this season is over with 
we can have fun and we can be like, oh, we're going to be at a fucking uptown club on, you know, Fridays that you're here in town, you know? So yeah. it's like, this is the moment that all this was supposed to happen. Yeah. Because it, it it's not it going to be like this always. It's just right now. It's so hard when you're in it. Oh, it's absolutely. so hard. But yes, it is not always going to be like this. And I just keep thinking ahead to like, okay, eventually when my mom is in a better place and I feel better about where she's at and the care she's receiving, it will help me relax. And I'm really trying hard to use the the tools and techniques I learned in therapy because it's not just that like, you know, I, I like, I feel emotionally responsible for this woman right. and it is not my job to make her happy. Right. And that's hard when your mother or the person who used to be your mother is crying out mm. for you to help fix her. Right. This, you can't fix somebody else. Right. You can be a caregiver and you can, I'm doing everything. My boyfriend and I talk about this a lot. I'm doing everything I can behind the scenes to try to make life as best as I can for her. Like I'm do, I'm running myself ragged, but what I cannot do is make her better, mm. make her happy. I cannot fix her. I can't. Right. I can't I can't do that. Other hu- you can't fix another human like that. That's no. not your job. And I no. always have to remind myself of that. And in the midst of all of this, I'm going through this weird I, I read a word for it. What the fuck was it? Hold on. Ambiguous grief, I think is the word. Mm. Because let's say my mother were simply to pass away today. Mm-hmm. I would grieve the loss of my mother. And then I could start the healing process. And the grieving process, you know, like we all understand that when someone dies. Right. When someone has something like Alzheimer's or dementia or is like a missing person or a prisoner of war or whatever, like it's ambiguous. You're mm. grieving, but you don't really know what. Like, uh, so I'm grieving the loss of my mother while she's still alive. Mm. Like I'm... At the end of the day, like I still have, that's still my mom. And I do still have good memories from like way back in the day that are getting harder and harder to access, admittedly, but they're there. Right. And so I'm grieving my mother, even though I have to go and like take care of her daily. It's very weird. Mm. I get hit with this weird sense of grief at weird times. So yeah. it's like that. But anyway, I'm rambling now. Um, It will get better. It's just we're in a time right now. I'm in the shoot. Mm. Well, there you go, Charlotte. If you're new, welcome to the Miguel and Holly fam, girl. So that's, I just got, y'all, just be patient with me. I got a little bit of stuff going on. Listen, but this is the podcast. I mean, and this is why, you know, I really wanted to make it to where we could bring over the old episodes. Um, mm. You know, and I really wanted us to fight to get the intellectual property of the podcast. Because this is like our, our journal. This has been, you know, since 2014, 2015, mm-hmm. you know, the uh, journal entries of our life and the people so, that have come in and out of our lives as well. Yes. I'm so grateful for it. As a matter of fact, um, <clears throat> even though I was like some days I was like, I have so much to do. Thank God that we're taking a pause from the, the podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. I've also missed it because I didn't have anybody to share this with. Because right. I knew I was going to wait. I was like, I'll just wait. And next time we do a podcast, I'll 
catch everybody up all at once. Right. But for the three months when we didn't have this and we had work and my mom and my boyfriend shit and the fucking dog and your all shit. Like, Miguel, we didn't even talk about you. You fucking had to get married and move your entire <laughs> fucking life. And you have so much going on. You're still dealing with stuff going on in your family. Like, it's it's been a lot and I have missed it. So I'm glad the podcast is back. It's true. And, and especially in the next year. This podcast will probably be a little bit heavier than it has been in the past because we are in that new getting to know you stage on the air. And so there's a lot of stuff that we would bring to the air in Tampa that we won't in Charlotte just because we're still getting to know each other. And if we're all at a party together, I'm not going <laughs> to spill my beans about everything in my life. Right. Um, you know, I would you. not have said that story if I just met you at a party. I'd be right. like, oh, girl. Right, but when you come over to my house in Uptown, Holly, when you come to town, you'll be like, yep. girl, let me tell you, honey, what's been going on. Correct. Because um, there's some stuff that I just found out about my family, too, just this week that I haven't told anyone yet that I was just like, oh, oh boy. well, that's an interesting, I don't know how to feel about that. Um, so we're going to talk about that next week. Oh, good. <laughs> yes. I was like. The floor is yours, sir. Because I, I still haven't had time to really process it yet. So, uh but yeah, so thank you so much for uh, checking us out. Uh, for the new Charlotte folks, uh, we appreciate you listening and getting into the fam and the platypus posse. And mm-hmm. if you're like, well, what the hell is that? Listen to the last episode. We sort of explain exactly what that means. Yeah. Uh, Holly, what's all of your social media? Radio Holly on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. I'm like emotionally exhausted now. I just... I'm just like, I need to go home. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm done. I I, I got to go home. I got I to go home. That was like a therapy session. If you made it this far, thank you. Um, also, you can follow me, Miguel Fuller, everywhere on TikTok, Instagram. Um, I'm currently using a station iPad. So I bought a iPod mm-hmm. mini that I'm using for Instagram, but like my fingers can't like it. it it's hurts. too small. It actually hurts my fingers to type on it. Oh wow! Um, and so our uh, promotions marketing manager Nikki let me borrow a station iPad since we're not doing events right now. So I go from having oh my god, this is a mess. This small ass iPod. To having this big ass iPad on Instagram, dear God, so that's that's pretty big. I'm just I'm just I'm just a mess. Anyway, you are. so you can follow me there. Uh, please leave us a rating wherever you're listening. Um, if you're listening on the iHeartRadio app on iTunes, Spotify, please leave us a rating, and we love to see reviews from new fan members or from old fan members. Just leave us a review, and sure. we usually read those at the beginning of the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you next week. Bye. Miguel and Holly Uncensored. Catch it on the iHeartRadio app or anywhere you listen to podcasts.